Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Friday morning. Welcome to the end of the week. Nice to see you here. Nice to see that we both made it. So today, this is such a fun little tidbit, fun little article. I will link it in the description of this podcast. As always, this is neat. So as you probably know, if you've been listening along, and if you haven't been listening along, but you're kind of, you know, intertwined with the Kratom community and stay up to date on news, you probably know that Thailand recently decriminalized Kratom. And this was a big deal. There's a huge history there with Kratom in Thailand. I did an episode on that. So if you want, you should go check that out. And in this article, it <laughs> the, the title of the article is just great. It says, Cannabis, Kratom ice cream, wows not just consumers, but also justice minister. <laughs> oh, it's so neat. So, you know, both cannabis and Kratom have been decriminalized in Thailand. And this is very recent development. And so um, since that happened, there was this fair that was promoting products made of Kratom held at the Prince of Songkla University in Hat Yai district of Songkla province. Um, I'm probably butchering all those names. And uh, it, it says that there's this local enterprise that sold its cannabis ice cream and Kratom ice cream at 40 Thai baht a cup and 20 Thai baht for a cone. And this came from a small business and farm there. At the fair, the Thai justice minister, who also presided over the fair's opening, visited this booth with the Kratom ice cream and he tried it. And it says that he, quote, he liked it and said that it tastes much better than normal ice cream. <laughs> it's just a fun little tidbit, but it actually got me thinking quite a lot. Um, so I, I thought that that was neat. And, and I'll, again, I'll link that in the description of the podcast in case you want to check it out and dig into that further. But um, what it made me start to think about was really just like the, the, the frontier, as I always like to call it, of Kratom when it comes to what's the future? What's the future of Kratom? If we're looking towards a future where Kratom is going to become more decriminalized, more open, more accessible, but, um, you know, in a responsible manner and with Kratom being uh, monitored throughout the production process and regulated so that it doesn't hit people under 18 or, or whatever the rules are, um, the percentage of alkaloids, etc., etc. If that's kind of the case of where we're headed in the future, what does that look like? And I wanted to just kind of tease around the ideas a bit today and have some fun with it since it's a Friday. And this got me thinking about it because these people are, you know, just a year out from having this happen in Thailand and they're already selling, you know, Kratom and 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 THC ice cream and they're giving out samples to the justice minister of Thailand. So 
just so it's super cool <laughs> super cool feeling goofy today so why not let's just kind of talk through some ideas so let's start with ice cream i mean heck we've got some kratom bars right there are some kratom bars around the u.s i know that there's a fairly fun prominent one in Asheville, north carolina that i've read some articles about a couple of my friends have been there i know that there are some in florida that have been battling bills there and uh having a lot of kratom bar customers coming through i've never been to a kratom bar myself it seems like a really neat idea and i would love to check one out but this made me think about you know what about like a kratom soda bar you know 1950s style you can have your kratom tea but why not have a kratom milkshake have kratom ice cream um i i've said this before on this show but the best time that i've ever had like eating kratom you know flavor wise and actually taking it in with food was when I got my wisdom teeth pulled out and I couldn't really eat anything for a few days other than, you know, really soft things. Ice cream was like my go-to. I just loved having the milkshakes. It made me feel better, the coldness of the ice cream. And um, and I blended up Kratom in, in my milkshakes and I, I couldn't even taste the Kratom, but it, it helped with the pain. So that was really neat. Uh, and and I, I was really able to like supplement, you know, the pain medication and not take as much pain medication because of the Kratom. But I also really enjoyed the ice cream. So that's one really neat idea that I just love. I can imagine in the future in hospitals, people dealing with pain and, you know, you're giving someone ice cream because they went through a surgery and it sucked and they can't eat much. But they, you know, you can give them ice cream. So you do that. And you got Kratom blended up the ice cream to help with the pain. You know, that's one fun idea that I've just been toying with. And I, I can totally see that happening. You know, that'd be awesome. That'd be a policy that I'd like to put in place. Hospitals, put Kratom in your ice cream. <laughs> so there's one idea. Another idea that I'm thinking about, and this gets into, you know, more of the serious aspects of Kratom and potential usage in the future, depending on how that future looks would be using Kratom and integrating Kratom into the drug recovery effort. And this is really wide-ranging, honestly. I can see this happening in so many different ways. One of the ways that I've talked about a lot on this show is how my brother has dealt with addiction for the past 10 years and before he passed away last January. He had been in and out of rehab clinics, halfway houses, prison, jail, you name it, he'd been there. And the cycle of addiction recovery is just, you know, it's terrible. And there are really a lot of reasons why people fall back into it, in my opinion. Watching my brother, one of the primary reasons was there was no support network. He would have committed some sort of crime, stealing a little bit of money from his friend, quote-unquote, or, you know, just getting caught doing drugs, um... And it's so wild talking about him this way because he was such a good person, but, you know, he did these things. <laughs> so it's like, how can those two things exist at the same time? Anyway, that's a conversation for another time. But anyway, he would commit a crime in a certain place. And, of course, that place, you know, he's not doing well there, and so he doesn't associate that place with, with anything good. He doesn't have much of a social network there. He goes to jail for a certain amount of time or prison. When he got out... He would be placed in a halfway house or a drug rehab clinic in this place where he has all this association with drugs, he doesn't have any friends in the area, and it's just because that's where the crime was committed. That sort of thing, just, you know, it's stuff like that. Then another reason why someone might go back into, uh, you know, drugs uh, or go have to go back to jail and then go back to rehab is because 
they are doing everything right, but they miss the bus one day. Like they're in some rehab program and they can't miss one counseling appointment or else their probation officer has to send them back to jail. And um, they're trying and they're doing everything right, but they're in a new city and they don't know how the bus system works and they miss the bus. And so they don't end up at their appointment they're supposed to arrive at. So then their probation officer sends the referral and they have to go back. Like that sort of thing happened to him more times than I can count. So it's a real issue. But on the other hand, and on the other side of that, there is the actual substances. The actual substances that people use to basically get through their withdrawal and recovery. Now, a lot of people know about methadone and suboxone, and there there are a few others. And a lot of people have high success rates with those things. My brother did not. And he often would talk about how methadone clinics were the downfall of addiction recovery, because it's not that more and more people are becoming addicted to opioids or it's not only that but it's also now it's like the people who were addicted are continuing to come back and fall back into it and he kept often saying methadone doesn't solve anything it just keeps postponing it until one day you miss your methadone dose and then you have to go do drugs again and i i know that that's a very limited view of of methadone and suboxone recovery and that a lot of people have success with it but i do think that the more ideas we have and the more approaches that we can take to helping people get off of drugs, the better. And Kratom, I can see being brought into the fold in so many ways, but that being one of them. Um, Another one, helping with socialization, making new friends, creating social networks and and safety networks of people who are going to be there and support you through addiction. Sometimes people have a lot of anxiety and they don't want to start making new friends when they're in this very vulnerable situation. But Kratom helps a lot of people with socialization. That's just like one interesting, I think, creative way that Kratom could be used because it wouldn't only be used to help with pain or help with addiction recovery or, you know, help fill a void that people are dealing with when they're going through withdrawal. But also it might just help people with socialization. They might not need it for the drug aspect. They might need it to literally make friends. And I can see that being something. So that's you know, pie in the sky, something that's just tracking around in my brain, but I thought I'd share it with you today. I think it's important. Then another thing, this is getting into the more light-hearted side of it all again, cultivation and actual retail. I just think that it'd be so cool in a future to see kind of what's happening with like hemp right now and also with marijuana. You see a lot of people learning how to grow cannabis and you actually see I actually know of a class that has been offered at Castleton University. This is in Vermont. And they, you know, they're, they've decriminalized marijuana, you know, cannabis in Vermont. They've made it so you can have two mature plants and four immature plants growing in your backyard. And that's totally fine. And now they're at the point where even though it's not 100% legal there yet, it will be in the next year or so. They have a class at a college there you can take to learn how to cultivate cannabis. And I see that happening with Kratom, although the one caveat to that would be Kratom is a lot tougher to grow, I think. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, take take my words with a grain of salt because I've only, you know, I've only seen people growing marijuana a few times and I don't know everything that goes into it. But what I do know about Kratom is that it requires a very specific environment. And I know that um, cannabis, even though it does require a specific environment based on what you want to get out of it and yada yada, you can still keep a plant alive probably easier than a Kratom plant. That's for sure. 
Um, Kratom is demanding, and I know for certain that a lot of people have tried and failed at growing Kratom. So I would be fascinated to see an explosion of classes, cultivation lessons, forums, panels, conferences. That's getting to my Kratom conference idea that I shared uh, maybe a month ago or so now, but I think there should be an annual Kratom conference, right? Um, It'd be great to have classes, and it would be great to have a community to share that information with more out in the open more of an in-person, formal or informal, whatever you float your boat, setting. And I would certainly take advantage of that, at the very least, just to learn more about how Kratom does grow. And then on the retail side of that, actually seeing local Kratom being sold in co-ops and stores and things, wouldn't that be awesome? It'd be so neat. Seeing teas, you go down a tea aisle or something, If there's a bulk section in your store, you see the bulk and then you see Kratom leaves. (laughs) Kratom leaves, all you can grab for $2.99. I would love that. So that's a really pie in the sky thing, but come on, it's fun. So that's another idea. This next idea kind of gets into how we started off the week talking about elevation, but I wanted to bring that one back. High altitude training with Kratom. If it's found that Kratom can be used in high altitudes in a safe way for people to train and it helps them do that, which is a lot of ifs, and I'm not stating that any of those are true, as always, I want to restate that and be very certain that you know that I'm not saying this is true, but if it's found that it's true, that would be neat to know that all these athletes who are training, high altitude training, you know, leading up the Olympics or leading up to their World Series or their tournament or, you know, their the NHL Stanley Cup or whatever it may might be that they're using Kratom to do it and you know they're doing all these exercises on the top of a mountain with a yak nearby and their Kratom tea <laughs> so that's a fun thought right but I, I can imagine that being really cool of course the thing that I keep thinking back to and I talked about this on Monday Kratom has shown a little bit of sign of respiratory depression when you're looking at the alkaloids um, uh, isolated and in lab experiments and, you know, magnified a ridiculous amount to the point where I don't think people normally ingest that much. But it's worth saying and noting that when you're in high altitudes, you don't want your respiratory system depressed. So I don't know if this is a realistic thing. It would certainly take a lot of research and investigating before I believe that it would be a good idea. So I would need to be presented with a lot of evidence before I did this. Not that I'll ever do that. I'm not in that good of shape. (laughs) But I think it would be really neat and it'd be cool if, you know, major sports and, you know, fitness athletic types of venues don't make Kratom an illegal substance to be in people's bodies when they do compete. That would be really fascinating to see what happens in that whole world. And it would be certainly a new frontier for Kratom in that regard. Finally, this one kind of is intertwined with a few other things here, but I can see Kratom becoming a... mainstream part of like meditation, yoga, things like that, alternative health, specifically things that focus on both mind and body. And because Kratom kind of helps with both. And as we all know, it, it can be quite effective with both or one or the other, depending on what you're trying to get out of it. I can see, especially in my stereotypical brain image of California, (laughs) I don't know why I always think of California when I think of this, but people going to a yoga class in California and um, nice sunny day and their lives just look incredible. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know why I think that. It's probably stupid. But anyway, in my stereotypical image of California where everyone goes and takes yoga classes, um, who can afford them, <laughs> uh, I can see in the future them also starting off the yoga class with drinking their kratom tea or people using meditation, and that can be in any setting, uh, starting their meditation off with kratom and having that become more of a mainstream aspect of it. Not be, I mean, I know people do that already, but I just mean like it's very in the future it's very normal to think oh i'm gonna go meditate so I'll, I'll take my red tie and then i'll go meditate or oh, i'm gonna go do yoga i'm of course gonna take my green malay and then i'm gonna do my yoga i uh, i can imagine that kind of thing happening and and along those same lines like having you know when you go into some libraries these days to read a book or to check out a book they have a tea station now libraries are becoming very full service and I can imagine having Kratom be at the tea station, very intertwined with the tea idea, but I mean, Kratom is tea in a lot of, in a lot of settings, and, and I can imagine, like, having some sort of socializing, you know, library sharing of ideas, kind of like the 1800 cafes that existed where sociologists would share their ideas. I don't think sociology was actually called sociology yet, but you get what I'm saying. People coming together to share their ideas, read books together, debate things, and drinking Kratom tea sounds amazing to me. I would love that. That's where you'll find me. In the future, if you're ever looking for me, just look at one of those places. If it exists, I'll be there. <laughs> kind of a mix of a Kratom bar and a library. My goodness, heaven. So that's what I wanted to share today. My vision of the future, just some ideas, where Kratom fits in, and how, as it might become more normalized, we might see it. So I would just love for that to happen. I'd love to explore it more. And I just think it's neat to to play around with these ideas. I think it's important to think about the future in an ideal way sometimes, because sometimes ideas seem impossible until they're possible. And then it's like, well, are you ready to do them or not? So I want to be ready. I want to be ready for these things if it ever becomes possible. So let's be ready. Let's be ready together. Let's keep planning, scheming, and having fun. <laughs> Clapping my hands together. Okay, let's enjoy the weekend, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Finish out the week strong. Kick some can today, as I always say. And we will be back next week. You all rock. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.